This is Finding Joy, the healthcare professional's journey to wellness and resiliency. It's a podcast resource developed by a team of interprofessional education researchers from Washington State University Health Sciences, Spokane. They're promoting wellness among students, faculty, and healthcare professionals during challenging times. Funding is provided by the Health Resources and Services Administration. I'm Doug Nadvornik. When COVID vaccinations began in the U.S. in December 2020, Washington State University Health Sciences students found themselves in demand. There were plenty of shots to administer and not enough healthcare professionals to give them. And so the call went out to anyone qualified to give a jab. So my name is Kay Olson, and I am an associate teaching professor. Kay Olson works to find opportunities for WSU nursing students to practice their skills in community settings. The Spokane Regional Health District and others were calling to see if her students were available to give COVID shots. Students loved, I mean, look at them shaking their heads. They loved doing real things that really helped their community. So I didn't have to lead them at all. They jumped into it. Well, I'm Katherine Grambler. I just graduated from WSU with my Bachelor's of Science in Nursing, and I'm currently working as an RN at Deaconess Multicare in their postpartum unit. And I hope to cross-train to L&D and then... L&D is labor and delivery, right? Yeah, labor and delivery. Um, And then in the next like five-ish years, if that goes well, I would love to go back to school to be a midwife. When the school reached out and was like, we would love nursing students to volunteer at these clinics, I was like, absolutely, Mm -hmm. I will do it. My name is Susanna. I also just graduated from WSU's College of Nursing in December. I am currently working at Sacred Heart Children's Hospital as a certified child life specialist, which is what I plan to do after I get my nursing credentials is probably work in pediatrics, either intensive care or emergency medicine. For students like Susanna and Catherine, the vaccination clinics came at a good time. The pandemic had interrupted their in-person learning the previous spring, and they'd gone all virtual, which isn't ideal for students who need to learn how to treat patients face-to-face. The clinics gave them the chance to practice real skills and make an important contribution to their communities. Tell me what that experience was like. I'll start with you, Kay. How did you handle that deluge from folks who said, hey, we need people, and then how did you train your students for it? Since I teach community health and uh, the Spokane Regional Health District is one of my clinical sites, we do a lot of vaccination, the school-based clinics. So we would go out with the health district and provide vaccinations at schools because we know when we're finding out even more If you take the vaccinations to the people, they're more likely to get them. I think the reason we have low vaccination rates is because people don't have easy access. I mean, they may have access, but again, do they have to leave their job? There's a lot of different factors in getting there. Do they have transportation? Do they have funds to pay for that? So if we can take them right to them, they're more likely to get it. And we've had really a lot of success with that. So when COVID hit and we came back to school, because I'd been doing them, the dean approached me and asked me if I would like to help coordinate some of these. And at first it started out with helping to coordinate at Providence, but really they had it under, I didn't need to do anything. They were taking care of that. And then I just kind of started getting lots of phone calls from people asking if we could do it. So we started out at Summit Cancer Centers in January. And I think we did three clinics a week from January to March. And it just expanded. And I mean, we're still getting phone calls. 
they jumped at the chance and it just, it snowballed and we're still doing some clinics. Again, it's slowed down a little bit, but we're still doing them. So what was the experience like for you two? <laughs> well, so I'm very passionate about vaccines. I have a mom who's immunocompromised. So getting vaccinated is a top priority for me and having everyone around me be vaccinated. I'd always volunteered in my community and I felt like through nursing school, we didn't have as many opportunities to do that because we're so busy, busy with didactic courses and clinicals. And then when the vaccine clinics came around, it was a great mix of being able to volunteer in our community, feel like we were making a difference and we could see the impact that we were having. And it still helped us with our nursing education and practicing essential skills that we use every day. Mm-hmm. So we made it a priority to try and volunteer at least once a week. And it was so great seeing the same students at the vaccine clinics and getting to build those friendships and get to meet people in the community. And it was a great experience overall. I think it was great too, because our first semester when we did our gerontology rotation, we do get to do injections. And so that was the last thing that our clinical group did in person before COVID. And so it was another opportunity for us to just get to practice that skill that we had done one time before COVID started. And I think for everybody collectively to see there was a little light at the end of this crazy tunnel we had been in so far. And we had only been in person with each other for six weeks ish before COVID happened. And cause we started nursing school January of 2020. Mm. So we were barely even getting our feet wet when COVID happened. And so to just get the opportunity to spend time getting to know other students and getting to practice some of these skills. And I think the first few experiences that we had were kind of a whirlwind and it was just great to see that this is happening and it's so exciting, but when earlier on and it was just the like elderly population who was eligible, I will never forget volunteering at this one clinic and this elderly person with like a cane was like skipping to me and was so excited to get their vaccine. They And this one gal who was in tears because she was uh, so terrified of needles, but she said, my children won't let me see my grandkids until I'm vaccinated. And so she was so scared, but there because she knew how important it was. And so it was, it's been really fun to get to see the enthusiasm of the community, especially early on and getting to participate in that and get to be part of the solution to this pandemic that's been happening. It's been so fun and like fulfilling, I think, to all of us who've been able to participate. And we got to have Kay as our clinical instructor our final semester of school, but we really got to know her in kind of our second and third semesters of school. So it was a lot of fun too, to just get to know faculty better and kind of people traded out to be there with Kay. And so we got to see some of those other people in person who we had only ever seen on a Zoom screen (laughs) doing classes that way. It gave a great opportunity to practice talking to people Mm -hmm. because you have people that are so excited to be there. Some people are mad that they have to be there because it's a work requirement. Some people that are terrified and are screaming and crying. Doing vaccinating children. (laughs) Yeah, we worked with elderly. We worked with little tiny babies. So Mm -hmm. it also is just great communication practice having to give vaccines and educate about them. Yeah. Now Susanna Mills and Katherine Grambler have finished their nurses' training and are working in the real world at a time when nurses are in great demand. What was it like to search for a job in this climate? Well, (laughs) I would say 
One thing that's hard about being a new grad in this climate is, yes, there are a lot of jobs, but there are a lot of jobs for nurses with experience because with the pandemic, with how high the burnout rate is right now, a lot of seasoned nurses are leaving the professions. That makes it hard to train new nurses. So that's a roadblock I ran into quite a bit was I would be qualified for a job in every way, except that I don't have my first year of experience. So I stuck to applying for residencies, which are designed for new grads. It's like a transition kind of course where you take classes part-time and you're a nurse part-time. So right now I take about 20 hours of classes a week and then I'm a nurse for 24 hours a week on the floor. So that's kind of a transition. But for interview wise, I mean, you pretty much just, I would send in my application. If it was qualified enough, I got an interview and then For the job I specifically got, I made it through the first round of interviews and then they decided not to move forward with me. But then I got set up with a different interview that next day with the unit manager for the postpartum one. I think it was later that day that I got a call that I had gotten that job. So it's kind of a mixed bag. There's a lot of jobs open, but they're not all necessarily designed for nurses in our situation Mm because they don't have have enough people to train us. Mm -hmm. So... And then I have not yet applied for nursing positions because I am getting married in May and then we're moving to the Tacoma area. And so I'll apply when I get over there. But I just finished my practicum in December at Seattle Children's Hospital and everybody there, they said that they had whole units that are currently closed down because they just don't have enough nurses to staff them. And so they're desperately in like a hiring spree trying to find people who can just fill places so that they can continue to admit more patients and meet all those needs but they can't do that if they don't have enough nurses (laughs) so yeah it's a challenge that I think everybody's facing right now even what I do at Sacred Heart isn't directly related to nursing but I work every single day with so many nurses and there are so many days where we have hardly any staff and where our managers who I had never seen my manager in scrubs before. And I went to work the other day and she had scrubs on and was working on the floor because we're so short staffed everywhere. It's wild. Wow. So Kay, I'm I'm guessing that you've been asked to, uh, to sort of counsel some of your students through all of this as to, you know, what this new job situation is like for them. What do you tell them? Well, that's a good question. I, first of all, I'm not a hospital nurse. I've worked out in the community. So so a lot of that is um, kind of vague to me, but really we just kind of, you know, tell them to apply wherever. Again, if they can get residencies, those are awesome experiences because it, it allows them anywhere from six weeks to maybe six months, depending on what type of floor they go on to get some additional training with staff nurses that are in that actual department. Because nursing is so varied that it's hard for one person to know all the different areas. So you kind of get into an area and it, it, it kind of in a way becomes your specialty. The other good part about it, though, is you can work in an area and transfer to an other area without having to get additional education. They kind of train you on the job. So we don't have to counsel them a whole lot because they're in demand. I mean, so many of our students, when we were lining up for graduation, were already telling us, especially those at Seattle Children's, they got job offers already. We're talking with WSU nursing associate teaching professor Kay Olson and her former students Susanna Mills and Katherine Grambler. So the name of the podcast is called Finding Joy. So we're asking all the people we interview, where do you find joy? 
professionally and and personally right now because we're going through a tough time? Well, I'll start with that one because, again, part of my joy of teaching is actually being able to be with the students. And once COVID hit and we were not with them so much, being able to do these vaccine clinics put me with the students a lot. And I'll tell you, I loved every minute of it. It brought me joy to see them grow, but to see them out working in the community. It wasn't work. It wasn't a chore. We actually had an amazing, wonderful, fun time when we were out doing those. The people loved that we were out doing them. We got thank yous. We got flowers. We got candy sometimes. There was just a lot of joy in doing that. So, yeah. And I loved working with students. Yeah. How about you two? I feel like I get joy a lot of places. I met Susanna, my first clinical group. We have been together all four semesters and I now live with her. Um, So, I mean, I find joy in having new friends. We have really cute cats. And then I think just getting outdoors and really clearing your mind and finding ways to help your community. The vaccine clinics were such a source of joy for me and just like, Mm -hmm. I just need to make it through this Monday. And then on Tuesday, I get to go to MLK Center with Kay and it's going to be a great time. And it's just a nice kind of mental unplug where you're like, I'm here to do this specific activity and I don't need to think about the tests that I have next week. Like I'm here just serving the people around me for the next five hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would agree. I think during school, when I look back on the joy that I got throughout that whole experience, although a lot of chaos ensued, (laughs) was the vaccine clinics were a huge part of it because during our med surge semester, for instance, where we couldn't be in person for class, we were doing clinicals only once a week in person. And even then I was just with the nurse that I was assigned to for the day. Going to the vaccine clinic was a time where I got to be with my peers and we got to get to know each other. And it wasn't just people in our class, but it was people in the class above us and then below Mm -hmm. us. And so... And getting to be out in the community, I mean, after being isolated for so long, just being around people was such a joy and getting to hear people's stories about how they got to the vaccine clinic that day, what brought them there. And I think as time went on, our last semester, we did more of the community pediatric vaccine clinics. And that being something I'm interested in going into was a lot of fun for me. And it was really fun to get to have some of the staff pull me into more challenging ones and say, how can we help this child or what tips do you have or what kind of comfort positions can we use and teaching, getting to teach my peers what I know from my current profession and how they can incorporate that as a nurse. And so that was a lot of fun for me to get to kind of be the expert in that realm. Really enjoyed getting to put that together with serving families in that way of getting to provide vaccines to their children. Uh, and doing that. And then outside of school, getting to hang out with friends that I made in school, like (laughs) Catherine, (laughs) we got to be put together in our clinicals every semester, all four, which is very unusual, (laughs) but we worked really hard to get to be together. So it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm wedding planning right now. So it's kind of chaotic, but it's a lot of fun and looking forward to that and getting to get into the profession of nursing and see where that takes me and get to enjoy more time with little ones. That's former WSU nursing student Susanna Mills, along with her classmate Catherine Grambler and their instructor Kay Olson. We thank them for talking with us. (music) 
The Interprofessional Opioid Curriculum Team also wishes to thank these people for their contributions. Dr. Barb Richardson, nurse, educator, and interprofessional champion. Cameron Cup, creator of the Finding Joy musical score and a current enrollee in the WSU Elson S. Floyd College of Medicine. Washington State University staff for marketing and communications, financial services, and the collaboration for interprofessional health education, research, and scholarship. And Claire Martin-Tellis, executive producer, and Solène Areff, student intern, who developed the first five episodes of the Finding Joy podcast. This episode was produced by Doug Nadvorning from Spokane Public Radio. If you're interested in sharing your perspective about wellness and resiliency as a healthcare professional, or you'd like to reach out, please contact our team by sending an email to medicine.ipoc at wsu.edu. We also encourage you to visit our website at opioideducation.wsu.edu forward slash about. Thanks for joining us. I'm Doug Nadvornik.